section five of the journey of coronado fifteen forty fifteen forty two by pedro de castaneda translated by george parker winship this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by sue anderson the narrative of castaneda first part chapter fourteen of how the army went from cibola to tiwesh and what happened to them on the way on account of the snow we have already said that when the general started from cibola he left orders for don tristan de arellano to start twenty days later he did so as soon as he saw that the men were well rested and provided with food and eager to start off to find their general he set off with his force toward tiwesh near the site of the present-day Benalillo in New Mexico, and the first day they made their camp in the best, largest, and finest village of that, Cibola province. This is the only village that has houses with seven stories. In this village, certain houses are used as fortresses. They are higher than the others, and set above them like towers, and there are embrasures with loopholes in them for defending the roofs of the different stories because like the other villages they do not have streets and the flat roofs are all of a height and are used in common the roofs have to be reached first and these upper houses are the means of defending them it began to snow on us there and the force took refuge under the wings of the village which extend out like balconies with wooden pillars beneath because they generally use ladders to go up to those balconies since they do not have any doors below the army continued its march from here after it stopped snowing and as the season had already advanced into december during the ten days that the army was delayed it did not fail to snow during the evenings and nearly every night so that they had to clear away a large amount of snow when they came to where they wanted to make a camp the road could not be seen but the guides managed to find it as they knew the country there are junipers and pines all over the country which they used in making large brushwood fires the smoke and heat of which melted the snow from two to four yards all around the fire it was a dry snow so that although it fell on the baggage and covered it for half a man's height it did not hurt it it fell all night long covering the baggage and the soldiers and their beds piling up in the air so that if any one had suddenly come upon the army nothing would have been seen but mountains of snow the horses stood half buried in it it kept those who were underneath warm instead of cold the army passed by the great rock of Akuko, note present-day Akama, and the natives, who were peaceful, entertained our men well, giving them provisions and birds, although there are not many people here, as I have said. Many of the gentlemen went up to the top to see it, and they had great difficulty in going up the steps in the rock, because they were not used to them, for the natives go up and down so easily that they carry loads and the women carry water and they do not seem even to touch their hands although our men 
had to pass their weapons up from one to another from here they went on to tiwesh where they were well received and taken care of and the great good news of the turk gave no little joy and helped lighten their hard labors although when the army arrived we found the whole country or province in revolt for reasons which were not slight in themselves as will be shown and our men had also burnt a village the day before the army arrived and returned to the camp chapter fifteen of why tiwish revolted and how they were punished without being to blame for it it has been related how the general reached tiwish where he found don garcia lopez de cardenas and hernando de alvarado and how he sent the latter back to Sicuye, note pecos where he took the captain whiskers and the governor of the village who was an old man prisoners the people of tiwesh did not feel well about this seizure in addition to this the general wished to obtain some clothing to divide among his soldiers and for this purpose he summoned one of the chief indians of tiwesh with whom he had already had much intercourse and with whom he was on good terms who was called juan aleman by our men after a juan gentleman who lived in mexico whom he was said to resemble the general told him that he must furnish about three hundred or more pieces of cloth which he needed to give his people he said that he was not able to do this but that it pertained to the governors and that besides this they would have to consult together and divide it among the villages and that it was necessary to make the demand of each town separately the general did this and ordered certain of the gentlemen who were with him to go and make the demand and as there were twelve villages some of them went on one side of the river and some on the other as they were in very great need they did not give the natives a chance to consult about it but when they came to a village they demanded what they had to give so that they could proceed at once thus these people could do nothing except take off their own cloaks and give them to make up the number demanded of them and some of the soldiers who were with these parties when the collectors gave them some blankets or cloaks which were not such as they wanted if they saw any indian with a better one on they exchanged with him without more ado not stopping to find out the rank of the man they were stripping which caused not a little hard feeling besides what i have just said one whom i will not name out of regard for him left the village where the camp was and went to another village about a league distant and seeing a pretty woman there he called her husband down to hold his horse by the bridle while he went up and as the village was entered by the upper story the indian supposed he was going to some other part of it while he was there the indian heard some slight noise and then the spaniard came down took his horse and went away the indian went up and learned that he had violated or tried to violate his wife 
and so he came with the important men of the town to complain that a man had violated his wife and he told how it happened when the general made all the soldiers and the persons who were with him come together the indian did not recognize the man either because he had changed his clothes or for whatever other reason there may have been but he said he could tell the horse because he had held his bridle and so he was taken to the stables and found the horse and said that the master of the horse must be the man he denied doing it seeing that he had not been recognized and it may be that the indian was mistaken in the horse anyway he went off without getting any satisfaction the next day one of the indians who was guarding the horses of the army came running in saying that a companion of his had been killed and that the indians of the country were driving off the horses toward their villages the spaniards tried to collect the horses again but many were lost besides seven of the general's mules the next day don garcia lopez de cardenas went to see the villages and talk with the natives he found the villages closed by palisades and a great noise inside the horses being chased as in a bullfight and shot with arrows they were all ready for fighting nothing could be done because they would not come down on to the plain and the villages are so strong that the spaniards could not dislodge them the general then ordered don garcia lopez de cardenas to go and surround one village with all the rest of his force this village was the one where the greatest injury had been done and where the affair with the indian woman occurred several captains who had gone on in advance with the general juan de saldivar and barrio nuevo and diego lopez and melgosa took the indians so much by surprise that they gained the upper story with great danger for they wounded many of our men from within the houses our men were on top of the houses in great danger for a day and a night and part of the next day and they made some good shots with their crossbows and muskets the horsemen on the plain with many of the indian allies from new spain smoked them out from the cellars note the ceremonial chambers or kivas into which they had broken so that they begged for peace pablo de melgosa and diego lopez the alderman from seville were left on the roof and answered the indians with the same signs they were making for peace which was to make a cross they then put down their arms and received pardon they were taken to the tent of don garcia who according to what he said did not know about the peace and thought that they had given themselves up of their own accord because they had been conquered as he had been ordered by the general not to take them alive but to make an example of them so that the other natives would fear the spaniards he ordered two hundred stakes to be prepared at once to burn them alive nobody told him about the peace that had been granted them for the soldiers knew as little as he 
and those who should have told him about it remained silent not thinking that it was any of their business then when the enemy saw that the spaniards were binding them and beginning to roast them about a hundred men who were in the tent began to struggle and defend themselves with what was there and with the stakes they could seize our men who were on foot attacked the tent on all sides so that there was great confusion around it and then the horsemen chased those who escaped as the country was level not a man of them remained alive unless it was some who remained hidden in the village and escaped that night to spread throughout the country the news that the strangers did not respect the peace they had made which afterward proved a great misfortune after this was over it began to snow and they abandoned the village and returned to the camp just as the army came from cibola chapter sixteen of how they besieged tiwesh and took it and of what happened during the siege as i have already stated it began to snow in that country just after they captured the village and it snowed so much that for the next two months it was impossible to do anything except to go along the roads to advise them to make peace and tell them that they would be pardoned and might consider themselves safe to which they replied that they did not trust those who did not know how to keep good faith after they had once given it and that the spaniards should remember that they were keeping whiskers prisoner and that they did not keep their word when they burned those who surrendered in the village don garcia lopez de cardenas was one of those who went to give this notice he started out with thirty companions and went to the village of tiwesh to talk with juan aleman although they were hostile they talked with him and said that if he wished to talk with them he must dismount and they would come out and talk with him about a peace and that if he would send away the horsemen and make his men keep away juan aleman and another captain would come out of the village and meet him everything was done as they required and then when they approached they said they had no arms and that he must take his off don garcia lopez did this in order to give them confidence on account of his great desire to get them to make peace when he met them juan aleman approached and embraced him vigorously while the other two who had come with him drew two mallets note wooden war clubs which they had hidden behind their backs and gave him two such blows over his helmet that they almost knocked him senseless two of the soldiers on horseback had been unwilling to go very far off even when he ordered them and so they were near by and rode up so quickly that they rescued him from their hands although they were unable to catch the enemies because the meeting was so near the village that of the great shower of arrows which were shot at them one arrow hit a horse and went through his nose the horsemen all rode up together and hurriedly carried off their captain without being able to harm the enemy while many of our men were dangerously wounded they then withdrew 
leaving a number of men to continue the attack don garcia lopez de cardenas went on with a part of the force to another village about half a league distant because almost all the people in this region had collected into these two villages as they paid no attention to the demands made on them except by shooting arrows from the upper stories with loud yells and would not hear of peace he returned to his companions whom he had left to keep up the attack of tiwesh a large number of those in the village came out and our men rode off slowly pretending to flee so that they drew the enemy on to the plain and then turned on them and caught several of their leaders the rest collected on the roofs of the village and the captain returned to his camp after this affair the general ordered the army to go and surround the village he set out with his men in good order one day with several scaling ladders when he reached the village he encamped his force nearby and then began the siege but as the enemy had had several days to provide themselves with stores they threw down such quantities of rocks upon our men that many of them were laid out and they wounded nearly a hundred with arrows several of whom afterward died on account of the bad treatment by an unskillful surgeon who was with the army the siege lasted fifty days during which time several assaults were made the lack of water was what troubled the indians most they dug a very deep well inside the village but were not able to get water and while they were making it it fell in and killed thirty persons two hundred of the besieged died in the fights one day when there was a hard fight they killed francisco de obando a captain who had been army master all the time that don garcia lopez de cardenas was away making the discoveries already described and also francisco pobares a fine gentleman our men were unable to prevent them from carrying francisco de obando inside the village which was regretted not a little because he was a distinguished person besides being honored on his own account affable and much beloved which was noticeable one day before the capture was completed they asked to speak to us and said that since they knew we would not harm the women and children they wished to surrender their women and sons because they were using up their water it was impossible to persuade them to make peace as they said that the spaniards would not keep an agreement made with them so they gave up about a hundred persons women and boys who did not want to leave them don lope de urrea rode up in front of the town without his helmet and received the boys and girls in his arms and when all these had been surrendered don lope begged them to make peace giving them the strongest promises for their safety they told him to go away as they did not wish to trust themselves to people who had no regard for friendship or their own word which they had pledged as he seemed unwilling to go away one of them put an arrow in his bow ready to shoot and threatened to shoot him with it unless he went off and they warned him to put on his helmet but he was unwilling to do so 
saying that they would not hurt him as long as he stayed there. When the Indian saw that he did not want to go away, he shot and planted his arrow between the forefeet of the horse, and then put another arrow in his bow, and repeated that if he did not go away, he would really shoot him. Don Lope put on his helmet, and slowly rode back to where the horsemen were, without receiving any harm from them. When they saw that he was really in safety, they began to shoot arrows in showers, with loud yells and cries. The general did not want to make an assault that day, in order to see if they could be brought in some way to make peace, which they would not consider. Fifteen days later, they decided to leave the village one night, and did so, taking the women in their midst. They started about the fourth watch, in the very early morning, on the side where the cavalry was. The alarm was given by those in the camp of Don Rodrigo Maldonado. The enemy attacked them and killed one Spaniard and a horse and wounded others, but they were driven back with great slaughter until they came to the river, where the water flowed swiftly and very cold. They threw themselves into this, and as the men had come quickly from the whole camp to assist the cavalry, there were few who escaped being killed or wounded. Some men from the camp went across the river next day and found many of them who had been overcome by the great cold. They brought these back, cured them, and made servants of them. This ended that siege, and the town was captured, although there were a few who remained in one part of the town and were captured a few days later. Two captains, Don Diego de Guevara and Juan de Saldivar, had captured the other large village after a siege. Having started out very early one morning to make an ambuscade in which to catch some warriors who used to come out every morning to try to frighten our camp, the spies, who had been placed where they could see when they were coming, saw the people come out and proceed toward the country. The soldiers left the ambuscade and went to the village and saw the people fleeing. They pursued and killed large numbers of them. At the same time, those in the camp were ordered to go over the town, and they plundered it, making prisoners of all the people who were found in it, amounting to about a hundred women and children. This siege ended the last of March in the year 42. Other things had happened in the meantime, which would have been noticed, but that would have cut the thread. I have omitted them, but will relate them now, so that it will be possible to understand what follows. End of chapter 16 and section 5